Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Episode 21, Aaron. Can you believe we made 21 episodes already? Wait, no, this I is feel- 22. This is 22. I- oh, okay. I was like, I feel like it's been 21 forever, but maybe I'm just... I don't remember what day it is anymore, so it's fine. Well, it is Friday, July 11th or July 10th. Is it the 10th or the 11th? What is today? 10th. Okay, so I thought I knew what day it was. There we go. <laughs> Way to mess it up, Nick, right out of the gates. I thought I had it, but I didn't. So either way, this is our 22nd episode, and we had 600 downloads last month, which is super cool. So got to tell everybody thank you for listening, because apparently people do listen to us ramble. I, I, I know. I was thinking, I'm like, wow, there's that many people that want to hear us just talk about random baloney, but yeah. That's more people than I had in my high school. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Huh. We well... 500 students, I think, something like that. So we, well, have a, we actually have a pretty good list today. Uh, I kind of want to give the table of contents uh, in the front end. Uh, okay. It's surprising because we actually kind of wrote out the table of contents. So the, the last minute ad was the Marin Morris deleting all the baby pictures off her Instagram story. We'll talk about that. And then um, Carly Pierce and Michael Ray got divorced. We touched on it, but didn't really go into it well, yesterday. Getting a divorce. Yeah, I mean, once you sign the paper, to me, it's over. But, like, uh, there's no – like ah, oh, you're you're done. Yeah, I mean that's like well, we're I think we're gonna break up, so I'm gonna go ahead and block her on social media. <laughs> oh God! And so the other one was uh, Casey Musgraves got a divorce, or yeah. is getting a divorce, and then mm-hmm. um, the other story was you have some weirdo who clicked on your throwback Thursday hashtag and decided he wanted to um, send you his most nether region pictures. Yes. And there's still some, if I were to go and look at it right now, I think that I haven't looked at because well, he sent me nine messages, but yeah. Well, I think we, that's a good place to start. And we should, we should start with the not country stuff because as a, as a guy who does his best to stay out of DMs these days, the last thing I've ever felt compelled to do was cold call a woman with a picture of my penis. I know. Uh, I, how, do, like, how does that become the lead? I don't know. And here's the thing. So to give the background on it, uh, last week, I, I was, you know, during this time, we're all going through old memories. You know, we have this time at home. So I was looking through an old uh, photo album and I found these photos of me when I was 18 on vacation with my high school best friend. And we were in Southern California. There's me in a bikini. And I looked at it. I was like, man, what I wouldn't give to have that body right now, you know? And here I am 
so hard. I was so hard on that girl. You know, I was so mean. I didn't think I was pretty enough. I didn't think I was skinny enough. I didn't think my boobs were big enough. I just picked myself apart, which I still do to this day. And I'm, well, I'm going to reveal, uh, I'm over 40 and you think <laughs> 40, you would think that you would be more comfortable in your skin but yet, for some reason, I'm not. And I just was like, why was I so hard on that poor girl? And yeah. Well, she was a fox, by the way. Yeah. Well, thanks. And yeah, so I, you know, tagged it, did the hashtags. All of a sudden, some well, you tell the hashtag that you use, though, because there was a specific hashtag. It was like, yeah, hashtag throwback Thursday, hashtag I don't even remember. But, but also the throwback Thursday hashtag is so typical. Like everyone does that. Like I know anytime I'm yeah. like that's and also I do it. So hoping that someone will click on the hashtag and maybe I'll show up and I'll get a couple more likes out of the picture. Right. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, it was just a throwback Thursday. You got way and more than a couple likes. Yeah. I, yeah, I haven't seen how many I got, but, uh, so yeah, needless to say, some rando who doesn't have a profile on Instagram. It's just like his Snapchat code is his picture. And um, and that's all of the pictures that are on his Instagram is just Snapchat codes. But anyway, so I get something like, hey, and it's in my hidden messages. And I'm like, what is this? So I look and click on the picture. Boom, it's a penis. And it's like... Right there, and he's watching. Oh, by the way, he was watching cartoons. That's really disturbing. Yes, really disturbing. But it's an adult because he had uh, facial hair, or not facial hair. Did he, he had, put his picture? Did he, was his face <laughs> along with the penis? Hair. He had body hair, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, so oh, yeah. So he had at least somewhat older. Yeah, but so anyway. he sent you a picture showing his pubes too. Yeah. Oh like man. He, I mean, it was like. Basically, it was from the neck down. I could see everything. How, far past, like, how far past the, the crotch? Oh, well, I could see the TV in the background. So, so it was he like, took the picture like looking down his body? Yeah, and then there's the TV. So I was like, all right, so dude's watching cartoons and, you know, sending wiener pictures. It's While pretty scrolling up. on Instagram. I know. It's like, uh so I feel like uh, I'd be too distracted. Like, it, I mean, I'm just, this is sound kind of weird, but like, I'm a mat. I, I don't want to, I mean, I guess for sake of context, he was obviously aroused. He wasn't sending you a, a flaccid picture. I'm assuming. Oh um, no, he, he was definitely, definitely aroused. Yeah. So like, how weird is it that he's watching cartoons on Instagram? So aroused, like, that, <laughs> like that is very strange to me. I, well, and the fact that like, I don't know this person. They randomly sent me this picture. And I think what's even more disturbing is how that, how the correspondence went from there. Because, and, yeah, because you definitely replied to him. Yeah, I replied to him. I was like, um, who are you? And why am I getting a picture of your penis? And then he was like, oh, I just found you randomly on the hashtag and I thought you were sexy. And I was like, you realize that's a picture of me from many, many years ago. <laughs> and then he was like, um, oh, it's still sexy though. I can't even remember all that he said, but then it was like, uh, I think I said, well, thanks. I guess I'm flattered, you know? And then he started to try to talk dirty to me and like, um, like asking me like do I like dirty boys and like all of this crap and I was like 
Well, you opened cool. the door once you started. Once, right. yeah, once you replied, he thought you liked it. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, what is just, I just don't understand. A, why you send a picture of your penis. And then why, like, why do you think that I'm going to send you a picture back, you dumbass? Sorry. Because I mean, you replied. Because, because I'm like, why do I get a picture of your penis? And who are you? Well, also, you said you were flattered. Oh, yeah. Which, so he's like, uh, oh, well, uh, flattery is my biggest form of compliment. Here's a side which, angle. Obviously, I'm not flattered, but I guess I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. Thanks for the penis picture. But I'm not really flattered. But, yeah, it's amazing how uh, they, he saw that as encouragement. Well, I, you know, the thing – so there's two parts that where my mind goes there. The first one is it makes me wonder if this is some dude you might actually know who is just kind of a uh, really freaking creepy and he does this as his little game he plays. Right. And so right. That's, that's the first thought, right? The second thought is he sent that same picture or has gone through this same interaction with random women. He doesn't know on Instagram lots of time before. this was not his first time, uh, searching a hashtag, seeing someone he was attracted to and then sending a picture of his penis to them. Yeah. And you know what it also made me think of is how many times does that, how many times does that conversation and that random pic, penis picture that he sends get into where he starts coaxing the girls to send pictures back? Oh, that, you know I, I mean? believe that's his entire game. His whole entire yeah. game is that he wants that to happen. And so if he does target 10 15 20 women that same way obviously you said you looked at his profile you couldn't tell who he was so he feels like he has some sort of anonymity there and so he continues to do that across the board and then if one out of those 10 give him some touch back then all of a sudden he feels it's successful yeah it's yeah it's kind of disturbing if you think about it like i did uh. well, it's very disturbing not kind of and and, and Quite frankly, as a guy, it just doesn't happen to us with women. Like, I, there's never been a time when I posted a picture where I thought I looked pretty good, and then all of a sudden, women inundated my, my, my inbox with pictures of their boobs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, dang, I just randomly woke up to some tits. Like, that just doesn't happen in guys' worlds. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I would say every once in a while it probably does, but yeah. It's been a it, really long time, but also I'm not super active in that respect anymore. Like I, I don't, like I said earlier, I'm not really a big DMer anymore. I try to stay out of the DMs because um, that's how you keep from getting a screenshot. Um, say that again. I mean, oh, no, I was going to say my other thought is, you know, with trying to get the picture back, you know, having me send a picture back, it's like, no offense, bitch, please. That ain't happening. I'm a public figure. I don't care if my face is not in it or not. Don't be stupid. Like, that's not happening. Yeah, and, and, and at the end of the day, you know, I, I'd be lying if I said I'd never sent a nude. I, I, I imagine that somewhere, I hope that they've deleted it by now, you know, but there might be a picture <laughs> of me floating around somewhere and they're just holding on to it until I'm famous. You know what? I'm not going to lie. I was going through my phone the other day and I was uh, – trying to delete some pictures because I my cloud is too full and I, I have all these random screenshots of nonsense. So I was like, Aaron, you need to clear out some of these 14,000 pictures. So um, I was going through and I'm like scrolling, looking for travel pics too. And there randomly was a penis. I was like, oh, I forgot I still had that. It was like from three years ago. But yeah, I just, it, I will also say I've decided that any guy if I'm dating a guy, 
any guy that sends me a picture of his penis, uh, we're, we're probably not dating anymore. Well, also, you're, with all due respect, you're beyond that, that window of acceptability in the age range. Because mm -hmm. not to say that it's okay for anyone, but let's be real, it happens all the time. So I think right. the younger generations, we'll just call them the 20s, the people in their 20s who have kind of been raised with Snapchat and raised with this sort of, it's okay to be a little risque on social media if it disappears, right? So mm -hmm. they, they, it becomes okay, it become conditioned to it psychologically. So it's not as risque to them as it seems because it's with someone they, it's, I'm, it's with my girlfriend, it's with my, you know what I mean? Like they actually, when they couldn't be at the same, each other's house because they lived in different apartments, they would get a little freaky on FaceTime or get a little freaky this way, you know? So I understand yeah. why people turn to that. I do get it. But at the same time, doing it with randoms is a problem. Well, randoms, yes. But also, you know, I mean, let's think back to that one guy that I kind of dated. And he, he was really proud of his penis. Yeah, he and would I send would, it to you and you would think he was sending it to multiple girls. Yeah. And he was like, oh, like the middle of the day or what would he do? Oh, he'd be at work. He'd be at work. Um, and I, I'm not going to reveal where he works, but he was at work and he'd go to the bathroom and stand in front of the mirror and take a picture of his junk and send it to me. I'm like, happy, good afternoon. I don't know well, what to, to say. To me, the weird part is like, who wants to pull their pants down at work in front of a mirror? That is disturbing. Yeah. There, so well, there's a certain level of like exhibitionism there though, I think. But yeah, still. I agree. And I also am starting to think that maybe people that... Uh, now, this sound, now, this is a jump, but maybe people that send penis pictures, there's a little bit of a narcissist in them. Agreed, because they do believe that someone really wants to see this. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and quite frankly, sex to me is one of those things where everyone kind of, their mind kind of alters a little bit while it's happening. Mm-hmm. Like you kind of change, everything changes during that. And so... For to me, in that same respect, there's like this sort of like he's feeling some type of way, so he's gonna take this picture of his penis and share it. But that is narcissistic. <laughs> you know what I mean? That to me, yeah. that that is narcissistic. Oh, look how good my penis is. Yeah, I'd love to see this. Or oh, mm -hmm. like because it crossed his mind somewhere in his mind, he said, you know what? I'm gonna snap a picture of this thing and send it. And to me, there is. But now, if you were, let, let's change the role where. It's nine o'clock at night, nine thirty at night, ten o'clock at night. You're on the couch, kind of winding down, and your boyfriend is at his house, and he sends you a picture or something. You know, which to me, it's so stupid to even send pictures anymore. You can just go to the Instagram and see it. You know, but you, you know, he sends you some flirtatious picture or something to kind of because he is feeling that way, and you are his mm -hmm. woman, and so you send uh, a little something back. You know, I could see where there's an excitement factor there in a, in a great relationship, but it's got, it can't be the crux and it can't happen right out of the gates. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I can see you haven't seen each other in a while or you're feeling, you know, especially horny that day or Long whatever. Long distance relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can, well, yeah, I that's uh, to a certain extent. I definitely don't, I don't like if it's like all the time. You yeah, know what that's I mean? weird because like that at that point it seems like you can't control your horniness yeah 
And yeah. that would tell, and if it's all the time, that tells me that you have an insatiable thirst, which would tell me that you're constantly trying to get it from elsewhere. And you know, I, like um, I had an interesting interaction on Instagram myself recently um, with this with this young lady. I say young lady, she's definitely over 25. I don't know how old she is, but I'm almost 40. So uh, they're all young ladies to me. Anyways, uh, so I had this interaction with her and I was looking at her stories. She would look at mine. I definitely had a, a small bit of interest, attraction a little bit, you know, but it was more interest than attraction. I think that's where I've grown up as a, as a dating person. There's people that I'm interested in, people I'm attracted to, not necessarily both. And so I'm looking for someone I'm interested in, someone I want to get to know, right? Okay. And so, so I want to say she sent me a message first, kind of, kind of putting it out there that she was interested in me. And so she talked about a date that she had just gone on prior with a guy from Bumble or Tinder or one of them. And, that, and she, she told me how they had um, gone out to a restaurant, had a, had a couple drinks with their dinner, and then they went to a patio bar to have another drink or two. And over the course of it, he was very aggressive. Like he slapped her ass out of the restaurant and he like, um, like he tried to kiss her and she turned away, but then he grabbed her face and kissed her. So she just went with it. And, um, then he was trying to like put his hand down her pants at the bar. And like, this was their first date, right? I would love to know what that guy's name is. Cause I swear to God, I think I went on a date with that guy. Well, she, well, she, okay. So she says, so basically she says that he was too aggressive for her and that she didn't really like that at all, but yeah. she still says that, you know, she did make out with him and he invited her back to his house and she turned, you know, she declined and went home to her house. And, and so then, um, she, the conversation kind of takes a turn where I guess I asked her if she'd ever had a one night stand. And at this point I was more, I was interested Right. I want it like I, I saw an opportunity to ask a question that was very personal, but also it would tell me where she stands. Right. And so I okay. asked her if she'd ever had a one night stand and she said she had, but she didn't like having them because of how she felt afterwards. And I said, Oh, I totally understand that. You know, that that's respectful. Yeah. You know, I get that. And, and that's also why she probably didn't go home with that guy. Well, then the conversation kind of turns and it becomes, and I asked her if she had been sexting with that guy. Or had she been, you know, had she shown flirtatious interest beyond just a date prior? And she said yes, that they had already been sexting on the days <laughs> leading up to the date. Okay. And I said, well, that's why he felt so aggressive and felt able to do it. Because you had essentially told him it was okay by sexting. Yep. And so then the conversation between her and I went into how often she gets into sext message conversations off of a dating app and before she meets a guy happens all the time in her life. Mm. So she's also not very, but she's also not very sexually active, right? She hasn't had sex in a really long time. She's messed according to her. She's messed around done some messing here and there, but sex, yeah. sex, she's, you know, she's, she, she claims to be a, a devout Christian and she, and she feels uh, a, a moral reason not to have sex right now. Like, and she hasn't had sex in okay. several years and this is in, but she does clearly is sending the wrong message. The sexting is sending the wrong message. Agreed. And that's what I expressed to her was that, you know, it's great to have strong moral standing, but you can't break out of that to attract a guy because if you're using that to attract a guy, he's going to think that that's 
a possibility. And then when he finds out it's not, he's going to turn away. Oh, for sure. And, and, and I know I'm projecting because I also in my younger days would eventually from dating apps, it was almost always how quick can we get to talking about sex? Mm-hmm. And I, and I understand that's a problem and I don't, I'm not like that anymore, but I was able to identify what she was dealing with, with those guys and where she was finding her problem. You know what I mean? So then funny is like, if you were to tell, you know, you tell that story and it seems so obvious, but yet she's in that situation and can't figure out why am I getting these guys? You know what I mean? And it's like, you should know as soon as that conversation turns, excuse me, sexual, and you haven't even met yet, eh, bye. As a, I don't want to say a test, but it was very much an experimental conversation. And, and, I, and I say that respectfully to her because I think she probably will listen to this and know that we're talking about her. And I don't mean this in a bad way. Any, it's more of just an observation of the dating world, right? right. Um, and and I, I, I put up the, the proposition of, well, what would happen if, you know, if you and the guy agreed that y'all weren't going to try to be serious, but y'all still wanted to be intimate with each other? And she alluded to it being okay. But then as it started to confront itself with the real opportunity of happening, she wasn't okay with it. And, mm-hmm. and that is the exact thing that I think happens to her a lot in her dating life is that she thinks that by agreeing to the thing she doesn't want, she can then circle him back to agreeing to what she wants. Oh, that's interesting. And I think we oh. all kind of do that in different ways. Say what? And it also sounds very complicated. Yeah, but I think, I think people, we, we complicate the dating life very much so, you know, and it's because there's, I, I believe for women, y'all have dudes coming from all angles. You have some dudes send you a random penis picture. You know what I mean? Like that. Like, well, it's not like he's dating material. Well, no, but that's kind of like, imagine you were a 24 year old girl that mm. wasn't getting any, hadn't, no one had been flirting with you lately. And now you got a, a penis in your inbox and some guy who's showing you love and tells you how much he likes you. And all of a sudden you just suck right into it because you crave that. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. a lot of hypothetical there, but still that's where that whole conversation. Well, of- should we talk about uh, something other than uh, penis pictures? Yeah. I mean, uh, well, we go- talk about Carly Pierce and Michael Ray. Cause maybe that's why they're getting a divorce. <laughs> well, you know, um, there's Michael Ray has never come across to me as ready to get married. Um, in any of, in anything really other than his music, his music would argue that, you know, kiss you in the morning, right. you know, there's that one song. It was like, uh, kiss a little more or wait, think a little a less, little, think a little less. That's it. It's like basically saying, Hey, uh, let's hook up. Don't tell your friends, lie to them and say we didn't bang. And then, yeah. So <laughs> hey, quit, quit thinking about all the bad things that could happen from this one night stand. Just I know. Think about the good things. Yeah. Just think about, you know, us spending the night together. Hmm. And so then, uh, so I, I basically went into Reddit and I got into Reddit and I'm not very good at Reddit. I'm not either, but yeah. I, there's juice on there. Yeah. You can, well, what happens is you got a lot of nosy people who are all working together to figure things out. And so, <laughs> Um, the, the juice. So it sounds perfect for me. Yeah. You actually might enjoy it. You know, you can just search whatever term you want, but I searched Carly Pierce divorce and it took me to this thread where a lot of sleuths, internet sleuths had been investigating into it for a while. And apparently they, they, they had determined that over the last several weeks or months, as early as 
beginning of March, late February, that she was no longer posting pictures of them together. And that's when the quarantine started. So you would think that they were in the house together. Mm. But we're quarantining together for a bit. But there's no pictures to prove that. Well, interesting. And so when she started posting pictures of her success with number one singles and all the fun that she's been having, she started posting pictures where her left hand was visible and people noticed that by, I guess, mid-April, late April, early May, maybe, there was a sign that there was no ring anymore. And so then they found these pictures from February where Michael Ray was at some Nashville bar with Travis Tritt's family. And okay. in Travis Tritt's family, uh, he has a very beautiful daughter. And in some of those pictures, she is right next to Michael Ray in a Nashville what? bar. Huh. Where there's smoke, there's fire. You would think. And when I looked through those pictures, now I didn't find those pictures on my own account. And now let me also clarify that her name is Tyler Reese Tritt, and she's a very beautiful girl. She's got beautiful eyes. I, I, you know, I, I don't know how I first came across her page but i started following her on instagram i think she followed me back i don't think we follow each other anymore we do follow each other on snapchat but um there's not been a lot of conversation if anything it's more me reacting to something that she posted you know right. that i thought was cool and then she said thanks and that was it one time she did reply to my post though about how to cut a pomegranate and she goes wow so informative and <laughs> and you know i thought that was kind of cool but at the same time um because of that Reddit thread, I went to her page and found in February where those pictures were Michael Ray is in there. And I believe they also follow each other on Instagram. So there was, if you wanted to just take it on face value, you could look into that. But with all due respect to Tyler Reese, I don't believe that. I don't, I don't believe, I'm not going to put her in that position as being the one, but I will say that there's a chance that she's not the only girl he's been in pictures with since February. Well, um, I will agree with you that I never saw Michael Ray as the settling down type. And um, I mean, we can, we can speculate a lot of things and you can hear a lot of stories. I mean, I shouldn't say I'm not surprised, but I feel, I do feel really bad for Carly because girls, I mean, if he say he cheated, right? Let's just say he cheated. Oh man, her next album is gonna be some fire, I'm, oh. and I'm ready for it. Yeah, because she she writes her own music. That's the other catch to me. All of her music, she's all of the songs she helped to write. So all of her stuff comes from personal experience. So it's gonna be like, I hope you're happy now, part two. <laughs> yeah. And, and and I also feel for Carly Pierce. I don't know if you know this or not. I had a kind of. I'm not gonna call it a weird moment. I'm gonna call it a real moment because uh, somewhere over the last like couple years I decided that when I felt something about somebody I would tell them right if I felt deep feelings in some form or fashion whether it's just appreciation or my mind started racing about the person I would write it down at least write it down whether I shared it with them or not I would decide later and I had a moment like that with Carly Pierce where for some reason when I was thinking I, about interviewing yeah. her yeah Tin Man Jam when I was thinking about interviewing her I, I my mind went into this place of like appreciation, love, and gratitude for her, right? And it was this sort of like everything, because I, she's one of the few artists that I can say I watched come in to our live lounge and do a performance for 10 people and thought it was going to be really tough for her to make it 
to really go to the top of this industry. I was like, man, she's got a really hard battle coming. And when I listened to her, I felt like she'd been through a lot of hardships in love. Like she'd had some bad relationships or something somewhere she was hurt. Right. I could, I could sense that from her. And so when right. I saw she got married to Michael Ray and she was having number one singles and doing well, I was extremely happy for her. Cause I felt like she was getting in her life, all the stuff that she seemed to express she wanted. And so I expressed that to her at 10 man jam last December in a letter. I wrote kind of a letter to her, just how much, how happy I was for her that, you know, she'd found love and she'd found success in music and, and I wished her all the best. And so then to see this kind of take this turn this way, it was kind of disheartening a little bit. Cause it's like, man, I was rooting for y'all, but I wish you, I wish the, you know, Michael, I wish you would have found someone better for you. And Carly, I wish you would have found a man better for you. You know, like you don't want to see a fail. Yeah, and I was going to say with, uh, with Michael, I, okay, so he's a good-looking guy, right? And I sometimes think men that are good-looking know they're good-looking, and you should just treat them as a, a shiny toy and appreciate them and then just let them go. Don't ever really think you can keep the pretty toy because the pretty toy doesn't want to be kept. So you're saying that there's a threshold of good lookingness in men that they'll never, that, or they're less likely to settle down once they reach a certain level of good lookingness? Or less likely to be, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Monogamous? Uh, yes. You know, it seems too that the more I've looked into relationships not only in country music, but in mass, you know, like celebrities, seems to be open relationships are a thing. Mm. Like the Will Smith, Jada, Pinkett thing going on right now? Oh, yeah, I heard, I just read about that. I was like, what? So the, the word is that they had an open relationship and Will Smith gave August Alzina his blessing to be with Jada and that they both kind of dated her or something like that. I had I had heard that their relationship that they had an open relationship before. I don't know where I heard that, but and I don't know, maybe when you're together twenty something years, you're like, huh, this penis is old. Let's find something new. Like and, and so vice versa, yeah. Still love that person, but you're like just kind of bored with the same old, same old. I don't know. That I don't understand that. Um no, right. it's fair to say that Michael Ray and Carly Pierce did not have an open relationship. Um, well, and let's be honest, if their relationship is open and you're not even married or together a total of two years, well, then that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, that, that wasn't going to work out. There was clearly something there that was not, the, the connection was not happening. Yeah, the insatiable desire for, uh, for sweet loving was uh, a bit too much. Well, you know, also when uh, Michael Ray came to Kima uh, last year, he had a different look to him that I'd never really noticed before. And he became like, it, I call it the superstar look. So where their skin is perfect, their hair is perfect, their tan is perfect, like their clothes are fit just perfect, their wrist, their watch is on in the perfect place, and their tattoos match, their blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like there was yeah. this sort of like, man, this dude is gone to the big time. Like I met him where he was wearing the white T-shirt and blue jeans at the Live Lounge or something one time before, you know, and he didn't seem near as well put together. But here at Kima, this dude was, it was like, you know, a superstar walked in the door. And so imagine it, him walking around like that randomly in a Nashville bar, having a drink and some girls there, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. chances are he's getting hit on. Oh, well, that's the thing. That's why I say you can't, you can't keep the pretty toy. The pretty toy doesn't want to be kept. 
because there's everybody else wants the pretty toy too. You know what I mean? And let's be honest, girls, I hate my species sometimes, but we do not care. Not, not me. I care if a guy is taken. If he's even got a girlfriend, I'm like, nope, bye, you know. Um, but there's so many girls that don't care, which shame on them because that is a bad circle of karma that you're drawing yourself into. But anyway. Totally agree. And, and that's where, to me, if – and obviously this is all hypothetical. If it was infidelity that created the, the divorce or laid the foundation for the divorce between Michael and Carly, there's no doubt that whom, let's say it was Michael, there's no doubt whomever it was that he was intimate with knew he was married. Oh, 100%. 100%. And you know, and you know who else knew he was married? He huh. knew he was married. True, true that. I, and that's the thing, like, you can't even say, well, he told me that they're having some issues. I always hate that excuse, because it's like, pardon my French again, bitch, um, wait until they get a divorce. Don't let you, I, I don't like that excuse, because it makes you the excuse of why it doesn't work. So don't be the excuse of why it didn't work out. Just let it not work out, and then you figure it out. And then, and then you actually probably have a more realistic experience. While we're still talking about divorces, Casey Musgraves. She's getting divorced. Like, what I, in the world? You know what? I could honestly see that one coming a little bit. I kind of feel like, you know, in the movie with Lady Gaga, what is it? Um, not, not Superstar. The what Star is, is it? The Star is Born. The Star is Born. Thank you. So, you know, her, she shoots up like a rocket and overtakes him, you know, as far as being famous, right? And I'm sure that when Casey met her, now soon to be ex-husband, you know, they were maybe a little more on an even playing field. And I sometimes wonder her stardom and turning into this superstar where she's got her own Christmas special and, you know, she's, you know, throwing it down at Lollapalooza. Um, I just wonder if that kind of sent him backwards a little bit. And Was his he famous? Ego. Uh, he's a musician. Yeah. What's his name again? Uh, I think Rush, Rushton. Rustin Kelly. He's an American yeah. singer-songwriter. After landing a publishing deal with BMG Nashville, he got his first cut with Tim McGraw's song, Nashville Without You, which appeared on McGraw's album, Two Lanes of Freedom. So, yeah, he definitely, uh, I would say, hasn't reached the height she has. So you're saying that there's a chance that maybe that extraordinary growth that Casey experienced put a strain on the relationship? Yeah, I just think that, you know, you've got these couples that, you know, a lot of musicians date each other, right? And so one, su one star becomes bigger than the other, and they, they can't make it work. Cause, and, I, and I get it to a certain extent because, you know, I was married to somebody that was in our business, and I wanted success, but I kept following him around for his success. And... I wanted to shine on my own. And once I started to do that, it wasn't so fun anymore. You know what I mean? It was almost like. Y'all were competing almost. Oh, well, wow. I just got the alert right now. Jada Pinkett Smith reveals she had a relationship with August Alsina. It just came across my computer. What? All wow. right. So no longer garbage. It's true. Interesting. And yeah. We got the confirmation I, of it, but sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So I just think that um, it's not. Not necessarily you get jealous, but you do get jealous. And it's and then you wonder, and then your self-worth goes through a, 
you go through a lot of turmoil. Well, in, in, in this situation also, now, now the, comparing it to the Carly and Michael Ray you know, scenario, you have a different situation here where, um, Kate, like, do we know who filed the divorce? I think she did. So my thought is that a lot of times life changes in these celebrities' worlds. So much changes. There becomes money. There becomes millions of more dollars at stake. And then people act different once. Like, who's to say he didn't completely change character once she became famous? Like, he became, like, oh. you know, superstar husband and, and every, tell, yelling at people or something. You know what I mean? Like, there's, no, there's so or many he- different things. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, or he was jealous and it's like, you know, oh, now you're too good for me because you're a superstar and who am I, blah, blah, blah. Like, I can see that too, which also makes me think back to when I ran into her at the Chicago airport and she came up to uh, me and my now ex-boyfriend and pet our dog. And and she was like, oh, I've been thinking about getting a dog. And I'm like, oh, you should, blah, blah, blah. It's like, hmm, she knew, she knew then she was gonna need a little friend on the road. Or she was already feeling alone. She was already feeling lonely. And so that would, you know, how long ago was that interaction at the airport? Uh, that was last August. So just in time. Like, I, to me, oh and, that, oh, and that's because she had the picture where it looked like she was crying. <laughs> I still want that picture. I, I need you to oh, text him and get that picture for me. Yes. I, yeah, you know what? I'm, I think he still has it. Maybe I mean, she was crying. Obsessed with Casey Musgrave, so of course he still has it. Well, you know, and she's an easy one to be obsessed with. She's pretty amazing. That was the one thing I remember from Rodeo Houston with her. I had no idea how majestic she was. I remember just like, just being enamored, like looking at her on the big screen, like, wow, wow, she is, she's perfect. And her voice is like an angel. She's perfect. And then she started the concert with the one song I loved the most from her album. So I was pretty sure that was like one of those moments where I, I always say, I look for moments that tell me I'm in the exact right place in my life at the right time. And that was one of those moments where I had this sort of like really epiphany, euphoric state of existence at Rodeo. Thanks to Casey. Well, I'm sure she'll be very happy to know that she caused euphoria for someone. Well, I know that she's going to have at least one person in her camp that will listen to this podcast. And so she might find out. 
there you go. That's the one thing for sure I can guarantee you, Aaron, is anytime we tag any of these artists in these podcasts or talk about them, it's going to get to them eventually. And, and, and that's something that for me, I made me a little nervous, but I feel like as long as I'm honest, then I have nothing to worry about. Like I, if I would say all this in, to their face, you know, like obviously it'd be a little, I'd be a little more nervous, but I would be more than open to have a real conversation with them about life or dating or situations. You know, I know we'd kind of pontificate and and draw hypotheticals and stuff. But what else are we supposed to do? It's not like we actually know them. True. And it's like when we see them at maybe a radio event or, you know, at the radio station, it's not like we can sit there and say, so let's talk about what's going on with you and Michael Ray. I mean, you know, do you think he cheated? Like what's going on? Like you want to know, but you're not friends with her. So she's, you know, Carly's not going to tell you the inside skinny. You yeah. Know? You know, they, like that just doesn't. So all we can do is pontificate really until the real story comes out, you know? Yeah. Juicy piece of gossip was that you almost got COVID-19. You were, you were exposed. I was exposed, you know, I guess allegedly. Yeah. So my friend came into town. She used to live here. She came in from Denver uh, a couple weekends ago. And this is before bar, uh, you know, I guess bars just got shut down that weekend. That was that Friday. So, you know, he shut all the, you know, governor shut all the bars down. So we could still go to restaurants, but we went out to dinner for happy hour Thursday. We, I didn't see her Friday. Saw her Saturday, saw her uh, Sunday for brunch, and then took her to the airport on Monday. So that's a lot of lot of time. Were y'all wearing masks? Uh, well, before we got into the restaurant, but if we sat at the table, we didn't wear our masks. So, and she sat across the table from me at all of the establishments, pretty Did much. Share food or share an appetizer at all? I, we did share an appetizer. I don't think there was cross contamination with like picking, you know, like we just, it was like Brussels sprouts. You picked one, you ate it, you picked another one, you ate it. Um, and then, but I did have her take a drink out of my wine glass. And, um, cause I was like, oh, here, taste this. So, but yeah, she, she flew back and on the plane, she said she got a really bad headache. And then she, uh, ended up getting like, oh, what was it? She had a fever. And then she got the chills really bad and couldn't stay warm. And then, oh, and she did lose her taste of sense, uh, sense of smell and taste. Did she get COVID-19 test? So she got tested and then she texted. Uh, so she flew back, what, Monday? Didn't feel good. I think Wednesday she got tested. By Thursday she called me to tell me that she had COVID. And it, by the way... It, when somebody calls you to tell you you ha- they have COVID, it reminds me of that conversation. Well, where somebody might call you and tell you that they have an STD. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean it's kind of the same thing. Only you know, like because like, you accidentally gave it to someone you didn't mean to give it to them. It's an yeah, awkward conversation. Um. So I'm um might have given you chlamydia you might want to get get yourself checked you know that's what it felt like but it was just it just made me laugh because anyway she got tested and that i i don't had i didn't have any symptoms so i was like well crap do i go get tested or not like i don't know how this works so i figured i do have a trip planned uh, i was gonna go uh to visit my friends in milwaukee and uh, do a little birthday 
celebration at our friend's house and I figure I should probably get tested just to be on the safe side because my friend's son has special needs and uh, he's, you know, got health issues. So I figured let's be a responsible adult and let's go not get take COVID-19 up to Milwaukee. Yeah. And so, so, so uh, you said it was kind of tough to get a test. Yeah. You know, I know how people feel because it's rather frustrating. Um, You know, you hear about, oh, here's where you can go get tested. Here are all these places. We've talked about it a a ton of times on the air. And a lot of those places are full before that day. So, you know, you have to make an appointment at a lot of them or you just drive through and sit in a line forever. And some of those are the free tests. Personally, I think... My thought is pe- the free test, I, sh- I think, kind of need to be for people that don't have health insurance. Um, and keep it be- to them. That way they don't get all the people with health insurance to bog it down. Yes. You know, because it's not really fair if I have health insurance and, you know, you know all these people don't. And then they You're can't You're taking get- the one of the 250 tests at that site. Right. So that's one, one of my thoughts. But, I mean, I will say... Uh, you know, there's a lot of the CVSs and uh, Walgreens pharmacies that do tests. Those you can make an appointment for. When I went, wanted to get tested, I was looking on a Thursday afternoon after she told me. I couldn't get into a Walgreens or a CVS until the following Sunday. So, Which by that at, point, you'd have already run the course, you would think. Yeah. Yeah. So by, yeah, this coming tomorrow, I could have got it tested. I'm like, that's ridiculous. So I finally just found a, uh, one of those standalone, standalone uh, urgent care centers. And they had, it opened at 8.30 online. You made your appointment. Somebody called you and said, hey, which one of the locations do you want to go to? And I said, and I'm like, honestly, if they're, because I was thinking they were going to be booked. But they're like, all right, how about 11.40 today? I was like, done. Like, sounds awesome. So, so did, um, when you went in, was it a room full of people also getting it? Um, most, well, there was a good handful of people in the, in the office. Uh, obviously, everybody wearing masks. Uh, but when I got into the room and the girl that did my test, I said, so is this pretty much all you guys are doing? Because, again, it's an urgent care clinic, so you can go for anything. But that was what they were cranking out was nothing but those tests. Yeah, my mom, she was um, exposed to someone who had the virus. So she was super concerned. You know, my, you know, my dad's battling. Uh, he's 67. You know, he, there's just, you're battling. When you're 67, you're likely, you know, you don't need coronavirus. Um, the, uh, so there was a little bit of uneasiness earlier on in the week because last Monday is when my mom worked with the, the gal who had it, but she wore a mask that day. Um, so the following days when she expressed that she felt like she might have it, my mom and her coworkers started wearing the masks. Well, I think that caused my mom a little bit of a respiratory issue in that like my mom, my mom twice a year will always get an allergy infection type thing where she gets real congested. She's sneezing, coughing, watery eyes, you know, straight up allergies. It just triggers her twice a year. I can almost, almost like clockwork. And I think that the mask sped that up because it limited her airway. And so she was not getting a good filtering of her air and, and it was going to, kind of kick-started that allergen that she deals with in the spring and summertime. And so uh, she's kind of gotten a little bit better with that. She got the COVID-19 test. They told her five to seven days for results. See, 
And mine told me, I think it was, you know, four to seven. I got tested on Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I mean, I don't know if you count Saturday and Sunday, but that's also the holiday weekend, 4th of July, Monday, Tuesday. When and I told you yesterday, yeah, yesterday. So I guess it was about, you know, four days. Well, the, the, the uneasy part about that to me is then you send them home. Like, I, like it's got to be that, that would make me super uneasy if I was worried I had coronavirus and I was living with someone who might be immunocompromised or is older and they send me back home without any result and I'm nervous that I might have it. And, you know, my mom cooks my dad dinner every night. You know what I mean? Yeah. They sit on the couch, watch TV together every day. Like, they're, it's not like they're, they can hide from each other, you know? No, um, I know. Well, I mean, I guess the one thing is, um, you know, I know somebody else that was exposed. Okay, so they're the person that did their hair. <laughs> they went and got a haircut. And the next day, hey, dude, sorry, but just found out uh, I got coronavirus. Just, oh, no. Uh, yeah, so, but they have to wear masks. So I was like, well, you're going to go get tested. And he was like, I don't, I don't know. And I'm thinking, well, Hmm. That is, if you don't have any symptoms, it's kind of hard to like justify it. But at the same time, you don't want to be one of those people that are asymptomatic and then give it to everybody, you know? So the best that I can put together from your experience, my mom's experience, two or three of my other friends experiences, unless you are literally in each other's face or sharing like chips and salsa, reaching into the same bag of chips, like the constant crossing of each other's germs. You know what I mean? Like constant. Right. And I'm not talking about you're sitting across the table from me. I'm saying, I'm not saying sitting in the car. I'm saying sitting in the car for four hours, sitting at that table of two, sharing something, sitting around the di dining room table with five people. That is the way it's spreading. It's not necessarily as contagious as we may think it is. The way it's kind of been portrayed is this sort of like, oh, the spittle comes out of my mouth and it floats in the air. And then the air conditioner vent blows it into his, his airways. And then he breathes it in. Now it's, now it's been spread. Not to say that doesn't happen, but it doesn't happen as easily as they would lead us to believe in the beginning. Well, you know, it's also interesting. So I was taught, uh, I saw something on Facebook and that's, isn't that how uh, good stories already start? <laughs> uh, no, there was this girlfriend of mine. She posted how the numbers of COVID, how every time you get tested, it counts as a new case. So say for instance, I did test positive and then I went back and got tested again and it was still positive. It adds another case. So say in the, you know, America, we've got 3 million cases. It really maybe is only like a million and a half. And my girl, and I was like, Oh, I wonder if that's true. Well, my friend that had COVID, she works with, well, actually medical labs. And she asked, and she said, that is true that they just, count each positive test as a new case yeah that's that i mean that's kind of eye-opening then um because that means that in the course of over the course of 14 to 21 days if someone didn't get over it because they were on the later end of the threshold of incubation then they might actually be suffering for two or three weeks so over those three weeks they might have had two or three tests and were positive mm -hmm. each one the the number of cases in america may not be as really as high as we think but but at the same time obviously the hospitalization issue so that yeah, and, and, and the big thing on facebook right now a lot of the naysayers are like well look at the death rate the death rate is down the death rate is down well I, I i agree and i'm glad to see that however my hesitation to get happy about that is that 
what I learned early on by inundating myself in the news was that the death rate always lags. It's always way behind. It's like two or three weeks behind because of the way it works, you know? So there's a chance that we might see an increase in deaths because of the last three weeks of increase in cases. And so that makes me a little uneasy. And then all they're going to do is spin that into another negative connotation, I think, you know, and man, I told you about my eye and my eye is super red. My best friend came from Austin on uh, Monday Monday or Tuesday, he drove down to him and his pit bull came to spend a couple of days because he didn't have to work. His roommate was gone and we hadn't hung out in a while. Um, he walks in, he sees my eye and he goes, damn it, bro. Don't tell me you got COVID eye. And I was like, bro, COVID don't affect the eyes. Yeah, it does. He Googles it. Sure as shit. One in 3% of COVID-19 patients develop conjunctivitis, pink eye. And I was like, oh my <laughs> gosh. Yeah, I was like, you've got to be kidding me, bro. Don't bring – you came to Austin to tell me that my eye condition could be COVID? So That's crazy. Yeah, it, I don't know. And I looked it up, and sure, it is also COVID toe where uh, where it oh, affects – about toes i don't know what that yeah is. i don't i didn't look into it either but uh i i saw that there is covid toe and covid eye and it happened now the catch is that the way it was expressed you would think that oh you have pink eye you might have covid but that's not the case and a i don't have pink eye by the way um but mm-hmm. also <laughs> the pink eye in the covid cases is one of all the symptoms it's not they just had pink eye. Turned out you had COVID. You also got the chills. You also got the fever. The loss of t- taste of smell. It's just an additional symptom that occurs. Oh, it's not an indicator. You know what I'm saying? Like the loss, of, the loss of the sense of uh, taste and smell going away is an indicator. You know, pink eye not necessarily an indicator. And I don't have pink eye, which I was very happy. But I did buy two hundred sixty-one dollar eye drops insurance. What? Yeah. Okay. Next. Well, a there's not going to be a next time, but. Um, if you ever have a, um, and you have insurance, you didn't cover it. The eye insurance, the, the, the dental or vision insurance doesn't, didn't cover those drops for some reason. Interesting. Well, just remember the app, good RX. Oh, I know. I know. So many people told me about that. So you can get super great. Di- Cause I typed in the, I always do this with the medicine I take. I always go research it and see how it works. Like how, what is this going to do to my eye or what's this going to do to my back or what, is, what does this drug do? You know? And so the first thing I typed in was get discounts on, or it, it was like I typed in the drug name and the first thing that popped up was get a discount on this drug. And I was like, damn it. I should have just waited a little bit longer, but I was also, I was ready to start treatment. Like I literally yeah. drove two blocks to the, the Walgreens and got it. Well, you know, yeah, I was going to say the good RX, I have it. Um, and what's funny is I have to, I use it. I mean, I use it sometimes for some of my drugs, but, uh, which makes it some of my drugs. Like I have so many, (laughs) uh, but I had to get some for, uh, my dog handsome and typed it in and I could have got this, uh, antibiotic that ended up, it did end up costing me $50, but if I was smart, I would have got it at say the Kroger and would have been 15 bucks. So it, I mean, and all you have to do is show them the app and they're like, all right, doodling, and they put it in. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Yeah. For me, it was more just, uh, I didn't, I didn't want to pay $260 for the drops, but I was thankful that I had a credit card that could cover it so that I could do it. You know, like it was one of those yeah. things, again, we're just grateful that you have the resources you do have, but true that. Well, I think we did it, Aaron. We made it an hour and five minutes. That's a long one. I think Woo! that's pretty good. 
And this one is juicy. Yes, it was. Now make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Country Not Country. Hit the subscribe button. That way you'll get notified when we upload the next one. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.